Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. What is going on, agency owners? We got really cool guest today, Stephen G. Pope. You might have seen him on TikTok. You might have seen him on LinkedIn. You might have seen him somewhere on the internet. But I actually last week had my director of operations, Justin, send a TikTok of Stephen to me on his system that's built down Airtable, how they repurpose content, how they track content, how you know they leverage that data and information to test hooks, test a lot of different things. And it was some, it was as next level as one could be. So he really has this dialed in. If you're someone who believes in the inbound marketing funnel, which I fully do, Steven, I met you because of your content. So like it's working for you. I think this is going to be a really valuable, really valuable conversation. So tune in. But Steven, for everyone that does not know you, your brand and what you do, like what do all of our listeners have to know about you coming into this conversation? Yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me here. I appreciate it. So I kind of boiled this down to two things. It's really just like, how do you make really good persuasive video that generates money? And then when you dial that in, then how do you scale that and do like the Gary Vee model, you know, create tons of content that you can publish basically everywhere and scale your ability to generate money, right? So, I mean, that's what it comes down to. That's the the two core things that we do is focusing on good video and then scalability of that video. I love that. I waited way too long to get this mic. So- How'd you come up with this system, right? Because for people listening, right? We got over 3000 people listening every month. There's people that have probably seen you. So like, how did you get to this place where you are your own subject matter expert and creating great video for content? So I'm sure there's a lot of psychology and knowledge that you have in that field. And then there's also the technological side, right? You showed in one of your videos that I got exposed to you through, like you have a really dialed in system. So you have to know both the psychology, the video side, but you also have to know the technology side. So like, how do we get here? Because I think the context is going to be really relevant for the story of what yeah. you do, what you offer. Yeah. Yeah. And so my background is in technology. So I grew up an entrepreneur, lemonade stand, creating products, selling products to people, created a software agency. So I was a, I built that out. It was doing several million dollars a year there. It was an Inc. magazine's fastest growing companies. I sold that company. Wow. And then moved into the next one. And I was like, you know what? Like the way I'm going to do this one is I, I just looked around. I saw people like Gary Vee. I didn't really understand it yet, but I was like video, social media. I was like, I didn't want to do the networking group thing. I was like, how do I do all this? And I didn't know how. And so I just started. So I started creating video. I started creating content on LinkedIn. I just had this belief ultimately. And I think it all starts there. It's like, do you believe this will work? I did. I had a commitment to make it work. I was totally freaked out of video. I was scared, like deathly afraid of doing video. I didn't, I didn't sleep for two weeks before I made my first video. And then wow. I just kept making video, right? To build a different business that I had planned on building that I didn't ever, that I'd stopped building because I didn't have a passion. So I was just creating tons of video. I was like, hey, this is really cool. I've built a business before. I see, I see this. And so I just started, I the first thing I did is I put together this mastermind about showing people how to do video and how to, articulate themselves. I start, I was making a lot of videos, so I was getting good at describing how to do that. And then um, through that process, you know, learned what was working, what wasn't, what did clients need, what did they didn't need, 
because you always have these things of what you think people need, but it's not actually what they need. But, what and, they act, but what do they actually need, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I just kept going down that rabbit hole. And then I was also like, man, creating all this video is hard. And so then my, I was like, well, I'm going to make this system and I'm gonna add this technology. And then I started building that out. And then I started showing people that system. And then people were like, whoa, that's really cool. I started talking about the content machine. And this is a... a a good case study on why content is so important is because I built the product live through content. I started making TikToks where I'm just like showing the system. I'm like, hey, check this out. This is pretty cool. And people are like, well, that's really cool. And then I started having people actually reach out to buy it. And I was like, oh, this is like next level. Hmm. And then I was like, that's when I was like, okay, I went all in on it and just started to actually make it more like configurable and like practical for anyone to just basically buy and configure it for themselves with the knowledge because it's not just technology it's also you have to know how to operate and run it you need to know how to make good video first you have to have the mental frameworks to like structure it so that it's going to flow through the machine you have to know how to set up workflows and like what are the workflows going to be you have to know how to repurpose content you know have to know how to make clips the machine's not going to like do ai and like pick the best clip for you the genius of content is that it has to be good and you as the subject matter expert you're going to know what's valuable and what's not. And so there's skills that need to be deployed along with the technology, but you put all these things together and then you can just build this really scalable content machine. And that's ultimately kind of like how I, how I arrived here right now. Mm. I love it. Your content speaks for itself, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's, and that's, it, it should be synergistic like that, right? Like it should just be this, like, I do this for my clients. I'm showing, not telling. So if I was just out there saying, hey, you know, build the database for your content. Like it wouldn't have the same effect as to literally just show you behind the scenes, like show don't tell is like the Mm. motto of this generation. It's so interesting because I have not gone really hard on video, even though for me, you were apprehensive around video. I love video. Like I know one of my gifts is my ability to communicate, but my number one platform is Twitter, not a writer. My grammar is atrocious. I have a rep for people that follow me for having spelling errors because I'm not patient <laughs> enough to actually edit it. So it's so interesting when I think about what I'm writing and I would imagine there's a lot of people that are listening to this, there's a lot of telling. Most of what I write is probably telling. This is a great model for this type of problem. Here's how you do this. Rather than here's a client's problem that they had, here's what we built together to solve that problem. It's just a shift in a reframe, but I love, I love that reframe. That's a really insightful one for me. Well, it can also be fun too. It's like, if you're an innovator, then just show the innovations and it it can be fun. A lot of times what I find is like when people first start getting going with content, they're like, what do I talk about? What are my ideas? Like they're always going into the past and regurgitating something that they did instead of there's some of that, but then also just like, what am I doing next? What's my next thing? Like you're going to be a lot more passionate. Well, I am maybe not everybody, but I'm going to be a lot more passionate about talking about my thoughts, my, my thought leadership perspective about where content is going, right? That's kind of almost more interesting to people too, because you're, you're passionate. You're just showing what you're building. Mm. It's counterintuitive because a lot of times people think like, well, I haven't done it yet, so I can't talk about it. But it's like, that's kind of ridiculous because like all the best innovators in the world, like Steve Jobs, they all talked about what they were going to do and then they built it and some of the things failed, but then some of the things were just genius and they, they took off. Yeah, it's kind of like, I'm a basketball fan, so I was watching like first take clips from my lunch today. And if if you're if you're listening, if you're a basketball fan, Stephen A. Smith makes a lot of predictions. A lot of them are wrong. 
and a lot of them are right. But the ones that they're right, you have a halo or a recency effect where if you replay and like like Gary V does, he'll make predictions. They're not right. always replaying the wrong ones. They're just replaying right. the ones that yeah. hit. So right. it has this recency effect and a cognitive bias of having the modified perception that this person's right more than not, but they're really just showing you the things that they hit. So I love that too. Well, well, that's like a positioning thing too. But like in reality, like people just don't re really remember that all that yeah. stuff anyway. And the other thing that's kind of cool about it too is that like so many people are afraid of being wrong or they're afraid of fronting, right? They don't want to like pretend they're not, there's something that they're not. But in truth, people like people that, Authentic. are willing to throw their idea out there. Yeah. And if you're yeah. wrong, you're just somebody that's like an innovator that was wrong, as opposed to people that go out there in front and are everyone. basically lying. And that's and everyone, lying. right? This is Jordan Ross. Booking meetings at scale month over month is hard. Over the last three years, I've been accumulating the best hacks my clients have been using to set appointments for their seven and eight figure businesses. I've taken all of these systems and now my agency, it figure agency books 60 to 85 meetings a month. That's 15 meetings a week on average, which has supercharged my agency past the million dollar run rate. I want to help simplify lead generation for your agency. So I made a free training on how I do this. Yep. That's right. I'm giving away the entire system for free. If you want to set 85 appointments a month, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash leads to get your free training today. That's eightfigureagency.co forward slash leads. Let me ask you this. So I want to get kind of into the, the weeds, the nitty gritty here, because I saw that one TikTok and I was blown, blown the fuck away. Like, oh <laughs> my God, this guy, Stephen G. Pope has it figured out. Because what I showed you, what I haven't showed to a lot of people, I have the most bare bones content hub where I just, I know that I need to have a content syndication process. I don't have anything complex. I just have the concept. I write out this is what I'm going to record a concept of. I make the video and I turn it into a thread. And it's like, I store that thing well, knowing that's good. that. That's good though. That's for a sure. Good, it's a the simplicity start. is good. Yeah. But you really rank like you amp that shit <laughs> times 20. Walk us through for everyone that is not watching this and they're listening to this. Can you walk us through what you actually provide and what that is so people could get a visual? Because like I just have a few comms, idea, video, thread, blog on my website, blog on LinkedIn, native posts on LinkedIn. And then like you could just have a million little micro posts as a result of all the the pillar piece of content. What's the difference between what I'm doing and what you bring to the table? Because obviously I see the value in it. I want people to understand that too. Yeah. I mean, in a way I'm doing the same thing, but what I bring is like hyper organization, which allows for opportunity, extra opportunities. So talk, talk because, me through that. Walk, what's that yeah, mean? Yeah. Because you're, you're hyper organized. It's just like your team knows exactly where things are. They know exactly what to do. There's guidelines, there's this and there's that. So there's less confusion there's more certainty. And then like, because there's like specificity, it's just like, there's like literally buckets for things to get done. Right. So if I, if you have a podcast and you're going to repurpose it and there's specific workflows that need to happen after that or before that, like maybe there's a post to promote it. Maybe there's a like three posts on different platforms to, you know, to reference clips and all these different things. It's helping you keep track of all those different things. Right. 
so that somebody knows when and where and how they need to get done. So it, the most simplistic way is like saying, I'm taking out all of the rocks in your shoe to this process because like you're not going to go hiking if you've got a couple got of rocks rock in your shoe. Yeah. Right. So I'm just identifying all those things and streamlining it and then bringing everything to the surface, which allows you to do more. It allows you to be more creative. It allows you to spend the creative time like being creative and instead of like moving files around or finding files or wondering where this is, where that is. That's at the core of it. I mean, that's that's still kind of like you might argue vague, but at the same time, now that specificity, so as soon as content goes into the machine, it's categorized, it's tagged. And now through the repurposing process, now I have the specificity on what to do with this content. I, there are some automations that we that we can run to like multiply that content into like slide decks and Twitter threads and stuff like that. Yeah. And then after that, then it's like distribution because I'm organized and I have these, your, the brands and the channels all kind of mapped out. I can then take that content and distribute it out. And because I did that, now I, I can pull in all the analytics and then I can do reporting. And so it's just like, because I'm hyper-organized and I have all of this data, I can use it to my advantage and uh, ultimately just build a more scalable system. Because right, it's like simplicity, specificity, reporting, all of those things have that allow me to, yeah. Let me ask you this. For someone that is trying to do the DIY and they're hearing you, they're like, okay, where do I start? I think I'm a really good case study of where I started. I have two follow-up questions on that. So one, when you take like, let's just take a pillar piece of content or a concept. Do you break it up per channel? Because as you're talking, I'm visualizing, you're talking about a project management process. Okay, we take this one thing, we're going to post on LinkedIn. But then we have this, 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 all the things that precede the actual posting. So we need to edit it, add these things, add these things. So do, are, do you have them broken out where it's, I'm thinking of Airtable, you could have different tabs. So do you have like one tab for LinkedIn, then you post the thing, then you have all the things that lead up to the posting, and then you have another tab for TikTok, you have another tab for YouTube, or do you have one tab with like the pillar and then you just have different columns for all the different things? How do you organize it from that perspective? Yeah, for me, it's more like content is a tab. And then distribution is a tab and brands is a tab. Channels is a tab. Brand channels is a tab. So I'm just facilitating this through a workflow, right? So when I talk about like a pillar piece of content, that's, that's more like a content framework, which is also a tab. So the description of the different types of content that are going through the machine, and then there's concepts of, I call them playbooks, but they're essentially workflows. That's a tab as well. So I've abstracted it from like content distribution, brands, channels, content types, workflows, analytics, reporting. So that's how I've visualized it. It's like, I've, I've broken it down that way because it's just all abstracted, all of the, the things and how they connect to each other. Yeah, I'm so my brain doesn't work like yours. I'm a <laughs> by Gino Wickman, I'm a visionary and you're an integrator by his definition. That's a term I use a lot. And I think what you've created really is brilliant. Um, because one, just from an organization, if you could have a good process, you could project manage it and you could scale that up just by efficiency. But then two, I keep referencing this one video because I had seen you on LinkedIn a lot, but like that TikTok was amazing. You said something about now that I have the data. I can change the content. I can leverage right, right. this data to inference what I do moving forward. Walk me through that framework because I think when you talk about repurposing, a lot of people conceptually understand what that right. means. But 
I feel like even today, like the Gary V model has been around for years now. Like it's everyone knows of it, but so few people actually understand and can execute on it. So like, what do you look at in the data and how does that actually make a decision on how to reframe content or reposition it or redo it? Because I could think in the back of my head, like Gary's like, I posted on Twitter and I knew it was going to crush it on LinkedIn because I had the, like, Right, right. What does that mean? So like, yeah, can you walk us through that? Well, number one, I want to make sure that it's like people understand that you have to do these things in layers, right? So if you're not creating video yet, and these are things, these are hard lessons I had to learn. If you're not creating video yet, if people don't like your videos, then you can't do any of these other things because it's like stepping stones and it's like layers of understanding. Like me and you have one word for snow, but uh, Eskimos have like 12 because there's a level of granularity and understanding of these things that's much deeper. So number one, like you got to make good video, then you got to learn how to repurpose it. And this is like kind of like a, a mechanical understanding. But then once you're doing that and you've got a lot of content going out to a lot of different platforms and you're pulling down the analytics, well, now it's pretty easy for me to say, hey, I've got like a zillion videos, which one, I can just sort them by how many the views they got. It's actually a lot more simple than you might think. I'm just like, well, I'm going to go take like the top 10 and I'm going to just re-engineer those. And because I have all these systems and it's all organized, this process for me is very simple, right? I can, mm-hmm. I've got direct links to all this stuff. So I just pop it back open. It's not a laborious process. Yeah. And now I can just go look and say, okay, well, the two main metrics I'm looking for is like, where did people first drop off? And then where's the average watch time? And then I will just re-engineer the clip around that. And then I will also add an extra layer of like production value. Like I'll add in more icons and more, you know, like more extras, more little sounds and stuff. And then I'll just repurpose it and push it back out again. And that's, that's all it is. Wow. This is blowing my mind. Um, like I said, as a visionary, I'm very head in the clouds, not head in the data. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that too. Cause like, I'm actually like on that scale, like I'm a visionary as well. I just happen to be. You're trained. I I am an engineer. I like to build things. I like to solve problems. Ultimately, I'm good at doing it. I like to stay in the zone where I'm just thinking about things and thinking big picture, but I I am able to execute it. So it sounds like I'm a visionary by nature. I have integrator tendencies by training through Amazon. So I worked with a lot of engineers. I'm Lean Six Sigma operator. So like I understand these things, but naturally I do not want to lean into them, right? So I, I found that position in the marketplace. That's great. And I could see obviously you as an engineer probably have way more on that front. So here's a- I don't actually like to execute it either. If I could have people help me, it, I like uh, that. Yeah. There we go. So true visionary, trading as an engineer. So you understand these things. Here's a, a final question to wrap. And then we're going to so tell people to go check you out because your shit's awesome. Analytics, what tools do you use for analytics? Yeah. So right now it's uh, there's a tool called Metricool. There's a bunch of them. Like there's another one. I can't remember the name of it that I want to move to because I can do it more automated, but it basically just logs into all my, my social accounts and I can pull like an S, uh, CSV down and then I can pull that into uh, Airtable. And it was kind of accidental, but the way I built my system, it's very easy for me to link all that data back up again. So I can see all the, for every time I distributed content, I can link it back up to the content. I kind of got lucky there just the way I built it, but that's all I do. It's just, I download it for Metricool. There's another system. I wish I knew what it was. It was, I think it might be called agency metrics or something kind of pulling that out of like my subconscious. I don't remember exactly what it is. I'm not a hundred percent sure. 
but I'm going to, I'm going to move away from a metrical just because I know that there's some other systems out there that I can pull that same analytics from. Yeah. I really love what you do. I think from a, this is just me spitballing with you. Like I've hired guys like you in the past. And my big philosophy on my business is always find subject matter experts in very niche areas, bring them on and then keep a relationship with them. And a lot of these guys will have like, Hey, if you just want to get my updates every month or every quarter, Hey, the, the model's changing, the system's ever evolving. You'll get my private newsletter. It's like hundred, 200, whatever dollars a month. That will just give all my updates or I'll have the, the quarterly mastermind where I'll just give you all the updates and it's just only for clients. Right. I love that because like for me, Wiz of Ecom is my guy for Twitter. He, he single-handedly showed me how to operate Twitter and 3X top line recurring revenue, just his strategies alone. That's cool. But that was six months ago and Twitter's changed like multiple times since. So having an expert like him, and I'll tie this around, having an expert like him going to him consistently and being able to, as the model, as the algo, and as his process shifts, I'm able to shift with him. Guys like you are invaluable. So guys, the reason I share this, Steven has in, I'm really serious. This shit is fire. It is amazing. And I, Steven, just to let you know, and the listeners know this, I'm not bringing people on and just hyping them up. It's like, someone that I'm going to do business with, I'm going to hire you. I thought your shit was so good. I was like, I have to bring Steven on. Well, I, I want to that. expose him to the um, marketplace. So for and, everyone- And, oh, and yeah. there's a little lesson there too. Like, So one other thing I'm finding about content, like if you're not doing content yet, like the more specific you get, the more it, the better it works. Oh yeah. Specificity. So like if you, like I, I see a lot of people that are just like, oh, oh, I just want to go out there and build brand. And I'm just going to talk about my, my, all my things. And it's like, well, go do that. But it's, it's going to grow slow. Like you're not Alex Hermosi. You're not, you haven't built a hundred million dollar company. And so like, you know, even if you built a 10 or $20 million company, it's not that unique. So it's not going to like, people will respect that. It gives you authority. But if you're not at that, if you don't have a huge audience yet and you're trying to get, you're trying to get traction and break through the noise. If you have a niche that you can go into, go really deep on it. Cause you're not, you'll get really good at talking about it. Like I'm really good at talking about this content stuff. Like I, I keep saying the same stuff over and over. Saying the same thing, say one thing a hundred times. Yeah. And people really get to know you for this topic, right? Once they reach you, you can talk about all the stuff you do. Like, it doesn't mean that you're, you're truly limited to what you talk about. Once yeah. they break through that noise, they're going to be like, oh, you do this and you do that. Oh, you can help me with my setup. You can help me. So it's like, just be aware of that when you go to content go niche unless you've run a hundred million dollar company. Yeah. Yeah. And I could tell you guys from my own experience, you guys obviously have been listening to me for months for a very long time. The credibility I have just because we only work with agencies and we only talk about primarily agency operations and systems. Yeah. I mean, we, I remember, I'll just give a contrast. I tried to be a coach back in 2017. I was inspired by Tony Robbins. I went to coach training. I tried to sell anyone, anything who would hire me and it didn't work. I failed miserably, which was an important lesson for me. One, hire target people that have money and then two, like actually yeah. drive something that could have ROI. And I was an agnostic consultant. And once I niched, I was able to go from, I think, 10K to 30K in monthly recurring revenue. And then that compounds and then compounds it again. And I'm, I had people that follow me for a year too. And that matters. So yeah, I really agree with that. And Steven, I, I really respect what you're doing. So for everyone Thanks, that- I appreciate has, that. That's really cool. Yeah. For everyone that- has heard me and they're like, all right, Jordan said it. This guy's dope. I need to check him out. Where can they go find you? Where can they check you out? And if they're in a position where they're ready to double down and guys, I, I really want to stress it. If you really are ready to double down, I think Steven's system, I would imagine 
has made has the capacity to make you literally millions. Like I'm no cap. If you go to Google and you just type Stephen G. Pope, you got to have the G in there. Or you're going to get the Amazon guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's with the pH. That's a good way. Or you can go to TikTok, type Stephen G. Pope again with the pH S T E P H E N G P O P E. Or you go to YouTube. Or you go to LinkedIn. I'm pretty much on all those platforms. And if if my content resonates with you, just like I'm pretty accessible. Just ping me on uh, on LinkedIn or Instagram and we can chat or uh, you can go to my website and like connect with me there too. Chop it up. Awesome. Well, Steven, thank you so much. Guys, you heard your first Steven G. Pope. He has legit systems. You need them. Thank you so much, Steven.